testicle and tickles. Hello and welcome to Doc to Me. My name is Heather. And I'm Kathleen. And this week we are covering Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. Whew, it's a doozy. Well, we knew it was going to be bad. It was worse than I expected, but also, like, I remember this being, like, all over the news as it was happening. So it was like, I was just like, oh, I remember that. Yes. But before we get into that, let's get into the business. If you would like to leave any comments or suggestions, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to email us comments or suggestions or donate on PayPal, our email is doctormepod at gmail.com. All of this info is in our show notes. So back to this. Keep Sweet premiered on Netflix on June 8th, and this is going to be a gross one. Yeah, it's it's like I literally watched it the day it came out, and I was like, this one's good. But even then, there is stuff they leave out of it. Oh, I'm sure. You really can't. <laughs> like, you would need, like, a whole television they series. could have had another episode to cover other stuff that they kind of just... And everyone is related. Everyone. And I'm just like... We'll get into that. Okay. Because I was like, what? (laughs) This was directed by Rachel Dredson and Grace McNally. So if you've listened to us for some time, you know we've already covered Murder Among the Mormons, episode 28, back in December, where we went over some of the weird stuff that was happening in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or LDS. So Keep Sweet covers an offshoot of that church called the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They're the polygamists. They believe in plural marriage, which, like, why the fuck? Like, one marriage is enough. (laughs) So we'll refer to them as the FLDS or just the Fundamentalist. Or the Fundies. I don't like that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And LDS was already a little extreme for our taste, so this one is even more extreme, and I would definitely say a cult. Yeah, I I definitely, like, Mormons, it's, like, a bit much for me. Like, I wouldn't Don't be able. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I can, like, accept it. Yeah. But I think that this is just a bit much. Um, and when I say extreme, I don't mean, like, woo, Mountain Dew and half pipes. I mean, wives with no opinion, you do whatever your husband says. Like, it's... Including being cool with having unlimited wives, including underage girls, apparently. Yeah, I just... I feel like as some of these girls, I don't understand how... Like, I deep down hope that they aren't in communication with their parents. Because, like, I have a preteen child and I couldn't imagine, like, being like, oh, it's totally cool. Like, Well, and some of these girls are your daughter's age right now. Yeah, and, like, I just can't fathom the idea. Like, my kid's a fucking child. Like, don't get me wrong. She's super smart, and sometimes I forget, and then she'll do something really fucking stupid, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you are 12. So I just, I can't even begin to imagine, like, being like, eh, it's cool. Like, go ahead and get married. And well, to this good that. Like, guy who's, like, guy fucking who's like, 40. I'm into this 12-year-old. Like, 12-year-olds are dumb and gross and... The only way you should be into children is, like, in the idea of, like, parenting them. Yes. Like, not, just, ew. It's so gross. (laughs) I feel like we're going to say it a lot. That's gross. 
They, like, all of these men, just, like, so gross. Ugh. Like, within two minutes, we're shown a picture of the leader, Warren Jeffs, kissing what looks like a 12-year-old girl. And I'm sure you know what Warren Jeffs looks like, because it's been news story for years. Yeah, he's just, like, you know, that... He looks like a wormy dude that you would not only want to knock the books out of his hands, but you want to pick the books back up and then just smack them with them. <laughs> like, fuck this dude. So we start off with the Wall family with the patriarch Lloyd and his wife Myrna. Two names you never hear anymore. From what I kind of understand, Lloyd and Myrna were high school sweethearts who got married and joined the fundamentalist. Yeah, he was like a, a convert. Which is, like, and then, apparently not a thing that happens. Which is that they both join. Like, usually it's, like, you grow up and maybe one person will join. But they were already married. And then they join. And then once they were in, they were given Sharon as a new wife. And, quote, we took her home that night. Which is, like, I was, like, ew. This isn't a fucking puppy. This is a person. And a grown-ass woman. Like, she was, like an older like which i mean they're older or whatever in the pictures but just i just i can't phrase (laughs) like i i can understand people who are in like thruples and things like that like i get that like i can see how it works and some ways i'm even envious like who wouldn't want more people like helping out with kids and shit but like just, that you don't even know this person and you're right. marrying them but that yeah exactly they didn't there's no courtship there's no. no like getting to know you it's just like this is your new wife uh have fun bye <laughs> and that's it like just so fucking weird and just the idea that like I can't imagine his wife was like okay sure this sounds like a great idea she was did right not want to did not want to share her husband. No. Myrna was talking about her brother who was already in the church, and he tried to persuade them to join by saying, you guys are drinking skim milk. You really need to have the meat. Which, gross. <laughs> I don't want my brother telling me, we need to have the meat. So between... Well, and of course, her brother would be like, oh, yeah, your husband should have more, like, ladies to bone. <laughs> like... Yeah. Who says that to their sister? So between both of these women, they end up pumping out 23 kids. Like, I wanted to take a nap after hearing that. That just sounds exhaustive. Dude, my kid and I were reading about a woman who has, she's like my age and has like 12 kids or whatever and started at 16. And I was just like, I can't even fucking imagine. Like, I've got two and I'm tired. And they're like not even in diapers. Uh, Lloyd says they were great years together. And Myrna, without missing a beat, was like, they were rocky. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, they were great for me. They had two different experiences. So to skirt around polygamy laws, the family stayed cooped up on their property in Salt Lake City. And for Sharon's kids, the father was listed as Lewis Wilson. And the thing with polygamy is, it's fucking weird. We can all agree with that. But it's not really hurting anyone. Like, it's technically illegal, but the government really does want to step in and, like, prosecute and break up families. I think, if anything, like, it could be potentially harmful to the kids who... But if you, like, watch Sister Wives, like, the kids seem fine. And even the kids are like, yeah, we we don't have to do this. Like, our parents don't care. Yeah. You can just stay monogamous. Yeah, and I mean, I, 
I'm in the same boat that like, you know, if it's not hurting anyone, like whatever, like if all these women are consenting, but I feel like if it's like more of like they're pushed into it kind of thing, like as long as everyone's happy and consenting and, you know, fully willing to do what they're doing. But like, if they're just getting married because like the church is telling them they have to get married and they have to marry this person, like if you're choosing to marry someone, sure, whatever. But I do think it's sketchy that, like, they're being told who to marry. Yeah. But, like, sister wife, Cody's creepy. But all the women and the children are like, you know, it is a great support system. Like, if I don't want to talk to mom and dad, I have this other mother I can go talk to. And yeah, I, I mean, have other women there to dude, take care of the kids. Like I said, and, I would totally, like, live on a, count, a compound and have. Yeah, that's yeah, voluntary. Totally live on a compound and just have, like, a bunch of people raising children together. Yeah. And, like, I mean, it sounds like a fucking dream. Like, I don't like to cook, but, I mean, I'll do laundry and clean up. So, like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'd have another wife to, like, do all the cooking and I'll do all the, like, cleaning or whatever the yeah. fuck. Like, that's a dream. So, as long as it's consenting adults... It'll, it'll be fine. But in this case, that's, yeah, not what happens. Wallace Jeff is, Jeffs is here to tell us that growing up, they are taught that men need to have at least three wives. So when you die, you can go to the highest degree of a celestial kingdom and create basically your own space with planets and galaxies and become your own god, which no idea what happens to the women. I mean... Oh, yeah, which was funny when they're like, oh, what about the women? And he's like, uh, we didn't really go into that. Like, <laughs> But then doesn't also becoming your own god sound sacrilegious? I mean... I'm confused about that. I don't know about religion, okay, so, so... So the most I know about, like, everything I've learned about Mormonism is, like, either from the Book of Mormon, <laughs> which... <laughs> great musical. Or... Um, you know, from the, um, oh God, what is it? Um, oh fuck, why can I not think of her name? Her Mormon husband clearly murdered her. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> Sally Field popped into my head. That's not it. <laughs> oh my God. And then he killed the kids. Yeah, and blew the house up. Yeah. Fuck, what was, God, and I listened to a whole ass podcast on it. I know. And they had like the father's tape I recordings. Read the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, that was such an amazing podcast, too. I'm going to have to re-listen to it. I keep wanting to say Susan Smith, and I'm like, it is not fucking Susan Smith. I know it started with an S. Susan Powell. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So that's the extent. Like, I know because of, like, the podcast and all of the, like, everything I've read. And, like, you know, so I know, like, the whole, like, the underwear thing. And, like, you know. Like, I, I know, you know, how Mormons work. But I don't. Other than, like, the whole polygamy thing, I don't like, know I, a lot about, I like, know the facts. I don't understand the facts. Well, yeah. I mean, I obviously don't. I'm very, like, non-religious. Yeah. Like, I am a total fucking atheist heathen, so. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I don't get it, but you do you, I guess. <laughs> Um, there is an episode of Evil Lives Here, season two, episode three, that features Wallace in it. Nuh-uh. Yeah. I did not recognize him. He has changed a lot. Because on like that a lot show, of them he have. was, like, shaved down in a nice shirt. And this one, he just he look like, looks like uh, he goes to Bass farmer? Pro Shop. Yeah. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them look like farmers. I would recommend watching that if you want more backstory on, like, how Warren was as a kid. 
and it also features one of Warren's nephews who discusses being molested by Warren. That does not, not surprise really covered me. in this. And they didn't really even like touch too much on the whole like him being really close with his sisters. Yeah. I mean, they were all aghast at him, you but, know, yeah, that with show the mothers. Talks about but about how like Warren became like the principal of the school and all that stuff. Ugh. Which they kind of just don't really talk too much about that in this. Which would make sense why he was, you know, doctoring the books and Yeah, cuz they didn't really talk about that. Outlining the curriculum. But yeah, in that show, he was the principal of the school. So Which I'm over here he... like, why do you even have a science book? Like That I w- that was kind of shocking, yeah. <laughs> Just make your own. It could be like two pages. But everything was more way- laid back before Warren kind of took over. Okay, we'll but I, I know that they say that like they remember the good old days before Warren took over and all that, but like it was still an 86-year-old man married to like a 19-year-old woman. That's yeah, not... we could wear f- dresses with flowers on them. Like... Ew. Like, she's literally <laughs> talking about, like, trying to get him to fall asleep so he doesn't fucking rape her. And then he pisses himself walking to the bathroom. Yeah. Like, this, there's, like, very few women at 19 that want to marry an old fucking man. That want to marry. <laughs> that, too. So, yeah. I just, show me some consent. <laughs> so, Lloyd Wall feels frustrated that he's only been given two wives, even though he's providing all these daughters and he's an engineer, so he's providing a lot of money to the church. Which is another icky thing when they're talking about how, like, they should be higher ranking because they have so many daughters to give. Like, they are not currency, sir. They are in this group. Um, The leader of this group is Rulon Jeffs, which that's a bad name. (laughs) And he is recognized as the prophet and he will never die, which like, right. But where's where is he currently? Don't worry about it. He can't die. He is in charge of the marriage. Not to mention, what about like the previous prophet? Like they died, didn't they? (laughs) They're still alive. Why are you asking questions? (laughs) They can't die. It's the next coming of Jesus. (laughs) He's in charge of the marriage placements and he knows all of your dreams and desires as long as those include marrying old dudes, including himself. Pure thoughts. Rebecca is the... Rebecca? (laughs) Rebecca. Rebecca is the daughter of Lloyd Wall and his second wife, Sharon. When she turns 19, Lloyd sends her off to Rulon so she could be married off. Turn them in. <laughs> yeah, you got to turn them in. And Lloyd finally feels like he's being treated well when Rulon decides Rebecca will become another one of his wives. Which is a high honor. Again, she's 19 and at this point, Rulon Jeffs is 85. Blech. I I wanted to have a drinking game where you just take a shot every time you feel grossed out. We would be dead. Yeah. We got a lot to record tonight. I don't know. (laughs) We're not even halfway through the first episode of this. It's a lot. Yeah. So once Rebecca is buried off, Lloyd finally gets his third wife. So everyone's happy. What about the women? Everyone that matters is happy. Everyone that's allowed to have an opinion. (laughs) And Alicia, feel emotions. Alicia Robach is up next. She seems more devoted because she says, like, once she's done with high school, she's begging her father to marry her off. Yeah, she's like, please turn me in. Yeah. Which is, like, such a fugitive thing. Like, they're, like, outlaws running from the law. So she's chosen as another wife of Rulon. Like, bro, you gotta keep some ladies for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, how do these people not think that he's just, like, super fucking greedy? Didn't he have, like, 23 wives? 
oh honey he had way more than that. oh no okay that's it alicia was just his 23rd wife yes. yeah like yeah i mean save some for the rest of us well she wasn't even sure if she was the 23rd wife yeah she was or like if i he already had 20 she was like when i got because married, he had he- so many wives and it's like a family portrait of like and it looks like his wife and then like all the granddaughters and the great granddaughters yeah. <laughs> it's just like sir sir you have enough every night the woman with women would gather outside his bedroom door to give him a kiss goodnight in hopes they would be the lucky one to receive that dusty old bag of expired <laughs> beef jerky he calls a dick and you're not taught sex ed, so these poor girls who believe pregnancy happened from just a kiss are basically taught firsthand by this old man telling them to get undressed and, and spread, spread their, their legs. legs. I fucking hate this. It is so gross. And, like, obviously, like, you know, growing up, they're, like, not allowed to have crushes or even think about, like, anything impure. And so, like, this is just, like, completely against everything they've been taught. Like... You know, they're like, oh, my God, you're not supposed to touch me there. Like, what the fuck? Just which is like even more horrifying to be like raped and have no idea what's happening. Like just the thought of like accidentally grazing the hand of an old man who pisses himself because he can't shuffle to the bathroom fast enough. Like grosses me out. I don't want to see that naked. I can't even imagine like one day we're going to be old and we're actually going to have to have sex with our old husbands. And I just like even that grosses me out. Old husbands, not a 19 or 20 year old. But this is the prophet and you were born with a vagina. So no one gives a shit about your opinion. Keep sweet. Wallace Jeffs come back, comes back to give us more background on his older half brother, Warren. Warren was born to Marilyn, eight weeks premature, so his mother felt that he was special and destined for greatness. I feel like you're just, like, a lot of extra work. Yeah. And Rulon went along with this bullshit, so being fed all of this growing up, like, really put a damper on Warren's charms, I would say. He didn't need charm. He was special. Wallace told his dad that he was uncomfortable with how Warren acted around their sisters, and he was told to just drop it. Which sounds like a lot of families on television. So basically, Warren is a Trump child. Laws apply to other people, not you. We don't talk about that. (laughs) So upsetting. That's a family secret. The school that all the kids would attend was the Alta School, and they even had a library where they had normal books like Nancy Drew. Yeah, it was like interesting. And regular science textbooks until Warren was given enough authority and all the fun ended. There's something wrong with your religion of Nancy Drew books. Are sinful. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? It's Nancy Drew. Like, I couldn't even imagine what they would think of, like, the shit that I was reading at that age. <laughs> like, I don't know how my parents allowed half the shit i was reading i know i can't believe my parents would buy me stuff like seventh eighth grade like getting true crime books for easter or reading it in eighth grade should not have been allowed to do dude i got like a forensic textbook in middle school yes. it had graphic pictures <laughs> of was autopsies one I had where it was showing like pictures of body decomposing like here's pictures from the body farm like i have a very vivid picture in my mind of like a toddler with like a pacifier shoved down their throat 
like burned into my memory because of that book. But you know, they were encouraging and they thought that I was going to like grow up and be like way more than just what I am. (laughs) You know what? We're not molesting children. So we're better than Warren Jeffs. We have not killed anyone. So yeah, we're good. August 6th, 1998, Rulon has all his wives listening to him drone on when he suffers a heart attack and just passes out. Rebecca talks about how one of her sister wives tried to wake Rulon up by saying, Father, Father, which, ew. Daddy! Can you imagine calling your husband father? I would rather kill myself. Yeah, that's fucking Mike Pence shit. So Rulon at this point is considered weak. So Warren really steps up his game on taking over, basically doing that bullshit of, well, my dad says this. Like, your dad doesn't even know what his own fucking name is. I don't think yeah, your dad has any Yeah, it's that whole, opinions. like, elder abuse where they're yeah. just, like, taking control and keeping the elderly, like, tucked away. And they play, like, some clips of Warren talking, and he sounds like those old scary movies from the 50s and 60s when the narrator's like, do you remember a time? really weird. He's very fire and brimstone. Yeah. Sounds like those like old movies, the black and whites, where it's like the really shitty alien costumes, like coming to the town. Um, and the people really think everything he's saying is true. And what is going to be the downfall of humanity? The 2002 Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City. Like, nothing says Satan, like, Lycra and sequins. I mean, definitely a lot of sin happening. It's so weird. (laughs) The downfall is the Olympics. Johnny Weir wasn't even in this yet. It's it's very sinful. (laughs) Think of all the gymnastics. The ice Uh, skating. This is Winter Olympics. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They do some really close dancing in that ice skating shit. What is it? The um, luge? (laughs) That's that's a euphemism. (laughs) You saw what John Candy did for Jamaica. (laughs) So they got to get the fuck out of Salt Lake and they pack everything up, sold homes and businesses and scooted over to Short Creek, which is another FLDS community. They keep calling it Short Creek, but it's been called Colorado City since for like the 60s i think oh really yeah i thought the name didn't sound familiar but also i'm really mostly just creek they they say say crick Crick. that i was about to say is what bothered me the most i'm like please for the love of god stop saying crick it's crick the crick grew like 10 times (laughs) its size it's a border town of arizona and utah and is basically desolate it's a real small (sighs) town perfect for them So I don't know if you're aware, but the 2002 Winter Olympics didn't bring about the apocalypse. We're still thriving. As far as we know, we don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Warren's response to this is, JK, it was just a test from God, and we passed. And he's given us some more time. But we really need to buckle down so we can prove just how pious we are. But then something else happens in 2002. September 8th, Rulon Timpson, Jeff's stupid name. Timpson. He didn't get to name himself. He dies at the age of 90 fucking two. Which is just way too fucking long to live, like, in my opinion. 
But this is so strange because if you remember, they were told that the prophet couldn't die. But now you got 65 ladies who are single and ready to mingle. Not all 65. Some of them are really old. 65. That's... I don't even know 65 people, really. (laughs) Like, let alone 65 people that I'd be like, okay, cool, we can fuck. (laughs) Like, that's so many women. So many. So Warren clearly wants to take over, but he can't just come out and say it. So he gets a stepmommies around him and asks who they think the next prophet should be. And since women don't get a voice, they just say him. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, probably you. It's very smart because he knows these women aren't just going to go against a man. They've been told their whole lives to just obey. So this is a lot of excitement in just the first episode of this show. Obey and pray. (laughs) So rolling into episode two, I know everyone was so worried about these widows living the rest of their lives in mourning for their dead prophet husband. But don't worry. Because they married their son. Warren married them. Like, I, I didn't notice him marrying any of the gray-haired widows. <laughs> a little curious. And all I mean, I he's think... not going to marry his mom moms. He's going to marry, like, <laughs> his hot new moms, his stepmommies. But all I could think about is stepbrothers when he was like, I've had the old bull, now I want the young calf. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts to backfire for others in the group to see this guy marrying his stepmoms. You know, if you stumble into that algorithm on Pornhub, like, you did something wrong. I don't know that that's even... I mean, I guess it's a genre. It is. So before... What are you doing, stepbrother? (laughs) So before Warren, the women could dress however they want. It was still a lot of those ugly, like, frumpy dresses, but they could have fun prints and patterns. And they were allowed to wear red, the devil's color. Well, and then there was, like, some pictures of them, like, wearing jeans and sweaters, and it's very odd. It's like when you look at pictures of, like, Iraq, like, in the 90s or stuff, and, like, women wearing pantsuits. Yeah, yeah, and then times change, and suddenly they're not anymore, and you're like weird and people like forget that that (laughs) was ever from the past right people like forget that that was ever a thing yeah so when he took over it was the solid prints that you see now like when you google flds makes it look like every day is easter (laughs) (laughs) every day is easter in 1985 yeah because it's very 1985 (laughs) no i definitely remember having like that like prairie style dress like you know early 90s like easter kind of where you're just like mom what the fuck it's to the point where i would consider like the mennonites to have flashy colors compared (laughs) to these outfits and don't even fucking think about wearing red i didn't understand that rule well and just i mean i would be mostly pissed off about the fact that like you're outlawing things that like Fuck, now I gotta go sew more clothes. Yeah. Because that's the thing is, like, these fucking pictures are making the clothes. Like, I would be so pissed. Like, I remember when I worked, like, a retail job and they decided to, like, implement, like, black only. And I was just like, what the fuck? Because I, I, like, paid enough to have to, like, buy new outfits. I lost out on so much of my wardrobe. And I'm just like, well, fuck. And it's his fault for those ugly, ugly hairstyles. The ugly helmet poof okay, on so the top I, and the I braids down I the back. I can't braid hair at all. No. So like I always wondered how people like did 
braids. Yeah, how do you braid your own hair? Let alone like and not even like all that hair, an intricate hair, just a regular straight braid braid down the back. Like I don't. Yeah, my kid be like, "Mom, give me an Elsa braid." Uh, go. I don't. I can inherently Ask twist it. Dad to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time. Just put it up in a ponytail. Brush your hair. We'll get it through it. <laughs> like that's it. Never under. Yeah, I never understood how people do that. Now we're introduced to the private investigator bounty hunter and i know what you're thinking holy shit dale earnhardt became a bounty hunter because that's who this guy looks like it's creepy you text me you're like oh my god you didn't tell me he faked his death <laughs> yeah sam brower looks like dale earnhardt in 2004 he's skimming through the newspaper and found an article about utah's lost boys and i really wish it was a shitty mormon remake of 1987 summer hit the lost boys <laughs> But instead of vampires, they're just sinners who lost their way from the faith. Not to mention, like, they said they were boys that were, like, 13 and up. Like, who the fuck is kicking out their 13-year-old son? And, like, how are the police not involved in this? Because that's against the law. I don't know what you want me to do. The prophet says. Like, my kid's 12 and can barely remember to shower, even when I, like, extensively am, like, on her back to shower. And these are, like, 13-year-olds that are just, like, living on the streets? Well, and something else they kind of, they don't really get into is the police and Crick, as they call it. Are run by... Yeah, it's all run by Warren. Well, and, like, even when he's interviewing the cop there or whatever, and he's like, we believe in plural marriages. It's like, you're a law enforcement officer. (laughs) You shouldn't be saying things like that. That's against the law, sir. Like... What the fuck? It just really bothered me. Uh, Warren sees boys and young men as competition for future wives for himself and his buddies. So he's like literally kicking them out of the FLDS. Right, because they need girls, not boys. Yeah. And you can't go to the police of the compound to complain because they're all controlled by Warren, which reminds you of the Rajneeshis in Wild Wild Country. Yes. They kind of just have their own little town, yeah. and they're just doing whatever the fuck they want. That was another documentary we covered for episodes 22 and 23. Uh, even the houses people are living in are owned by the church, so if you pissed Warren off, you, you could be homeless. You. Yeah. yeah. Which just gets worse. Or just have your wives and kids taken from you. And given to another man. with a new husband. Cool guy. Which, Which is like, what happens to Lloyd Wall. Like, what the fuck? I just, like, I can't imagine believing in anything so strongly that, like, someone tells me my husband has been booted and I belong to another man and my children are his now. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, these women are just like, okay, and, like, move on, forget their husbands, and, like, start fucking this new guy. Yeah. Well, not even fucking, like, just being molested by this new guy. Like, what the fuck? Uh, Lloyd is a really interesting character because he wasn't born into this cult. He joined as an adult and he has schooling from the outside world and went to college. He's a successful very man. intelligent. Yeah. He even has his own business, which of course eventually gets taken from him. Which is how the church in Warren gets so rich is from like stealing from followers. Oh, of course. Like that's, I mean, that's how any cult operates. 
take from your girls you use as currency to get what you want from men and boys and you can use the boys as free labor as long as they work hard otherwise you just dump them in another town like it's so gross like he said like he considers the flds as like the leading for like trafficking yeah but wait there's more we hear the romantic tale of ruby and joe they would like make eyes to each other and pass notes back and forth and sneak calls late at night which i don't know how they got away with that one and they just fell in love until ruby is given away to be married to this old guy and the way you hear ruby and joe tell their love story you would think they would be like older teenagers but ruby announces she's married off at 14. and not only is she married to like this older guy or whatever and she's only fucking 14 but the guy is her cousin. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, I know. <laughs> not with Ruby, but the other girl. Yeah. That's not even a second cousin. No. Um, yeah. So getting married to an old man is like gross, but like at 14, that's... And if it wasn't an old man, you could be married off to your cousin. So obviously this isn't legal because the girls are underage and you can't marry your cousin. So it's all all done hush-hush with no paperwork or photos to mark the occasion. So some might say, you're not even married. (laughs) That was my thing in some of this. I just thought, like, if you can't take photographic, like, images because it's evidence against what you're doing, like, you probably shouldn't be doing it. No. (laughs) Like, just, let's use some common sense here. Another outsider we are introduced to is Mike Watkiss, who was a journalist and author who covered the church cult. I love this guy. Go back and forth if it's a cult. And now in modern times, he looks like a magician, or you'd see him on Ghost Adventures as like a guest investigator. (laughs) He looks like a radio DJ. And this dude don't give a fuck. He's showing up on their property with a camera guy in tow, like, trying to do interviews with this people who clearly don't want him on their property. Yeah, he's, like, trying to talk to the girls and shit. Like, he is really in there. So we have Mike on the ground starting shit and race car driver lookalike slash private investigator Sam Browers working behind the scenes, going through, like, paperwork and stuff. We go back to Rebecca, who was Lloyd's daughter, and she was married to Rulon. She's 26 and still hasn't remarried, and Warren is threatening to get her married because right now she's a freewheeling sinner, and he's going to break her if it's the last thing he does. So she just fucking jets out of there. Yeah, because she's just like, uh, it was already bad enough being married to him. I can't imagine being anything being better. threatened that you're going to be broken? Like, <laughs> ugh. She calls her brother who had been kicked out and is living in Oregon and they set up a plan for her and she casually mentions having to remain calm as she's walking out of the building because there's cameras watching her. She just mentions this. They don't even get into the cameras until like, I think like the third or fourth episode. Well, she talks about like security being lightest on Sunday mornings or whatever and she has to like scale the fence. I'm just like, that's that's a hostage situation just yeah there's cameras all over the property if you if you can't just walk out because you would like to walk out you're being held hostage it's a cult you've been kidnapped ruby is not having a great time obviously a 14 year old being raped by her older husband slash cousin 
doesn't sound fun. She calls her brother who, and I know this is shocking, had been kicked out. Seems to be a theme here. (laughs) And he shows up and whisks her away. Um, 14-year-old bride isn't the best thing to lose, so Warren calls up Joe, who had been away working in Salt Lake, and gives him the special mission of hunting Ruby down. Because, holy fuck, she's got a lot of dirt. And he finds her. Like, what happened? Yeah, I'm confused how, like, they were at a swimming hole or whatever the fuck. Like, how the fuck, like, I could see if, like, he knew that she, like, must have gone to live with, like, a family member and he found her at, like, their house. But, like, how the fuck did he find her at, like, some creek? I don't know. You mean a creek? (laughs) She refuses to come back, so Warren asks Joe to pass along the message of, if she comes back, you two can get married. Which even Joe was like, he's not going to let this happen. Like, then why did you pass this message along to her? Because he's a good little lackey. So obviously this is what they wanted. So she agrees to it. Except of course, Warren was lying and Ruby and Joe didn't see each other for a long time because Joe was kicked out. And by the time Ruby is 24, she's got six kids all against her will. Fucking monsters. I just, I just can't. And I, like, you know, he, Joe is, you know, sitting there during the interview and he's like, I'll never forgive myself for, like, making her come back or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I was like, good. Like, yeah. you are a fucking asshole. Like, you, you knew. What was knew. Happen. Yeah, you knew. And, like, the whole fact that when she was going to get married, she asked him to come and they could run away together. And he was like, okay. So she gets ready to pack and then he calls back and he's like, I can't leave. Just like, you fucking asshole. Like, you have a sweet ass life. One day you'll have like three or four fucking wives if you like play your cards right. But sweet ass life. He's hanging out in Salt Lake. I mean, he's a better life than her. Yeah, you know what? That's true. <clears throat> oh my god. Gotta lubricate my throat. <laughs> so shit really starts to go down in 2003 for the cult when Rodney Holm is arrested and sentenced for bigamy and statutory rape. He was 32 with two wives already when he married, in quotations. Because again, there's no paperwork. He's already got two wives and he's fathered a child with a 16 year old. The Utah law stated that, God, this part is just gross. The Utah law states that sexual relations involving 16 and 17 year olds when their partner is 10 or more years older is illegal unless they are legally married. Which they are not, and ew. So a 25 year old could have sex with this 16 year old wife. Just. (laughs) Like, how do you already break a law that's already fucking gross? It's just like, it's too far. It's too far. And the best part was, he was a cop. You know the laws. How are you, like, enforcing them when you're breaking them (laughs) yourself? So he was sentenced to a year in jail, a $3,000 fine, 200 hours of community service, and had to register as a sex offender. So not a very harsh sentence, but this shows Warren Jeffs that even a cop could be prosecuted for this. So he buys some land in Texas to hide out. Everyone goes to Texas to do their fucking shit. Go to Alaska. That's what I don't understand. Go to Montana, where there's nothing there. He settles in, and I fucking hate this, El Dorado. 
Spelled El Dorado. It's El Dorado. El Dorado. I, it's like, not even two words. It's one word. Yeah, when I saw not that, oh I was, because, like, you know, we, we're very familiar with El Dorado, because <laughs> there's a fucking road. <laughs> the movie, when we were children. <laughs> yes. But, no, like, I, I was like, oh, El Dorado, and then I saw, like, and then they, like, started talking, and I was like, uh, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are wrong about your town. El Dorado. That's some bullshit. It is in the middle of fucking nowhere. Can we agree? Yes. <laughs> The closest town I had ever heard of nearby was San Angelo, and even that's 40 miles north of this place. And that's not a big, huge town. As of the 2020 U.S. Census, there are 1,574 people residing in El Dorado. El Dorado. (laughs) It's definitely a farming community, cow shit and oil drills. And yeah, you look at the town name and like, oh, it's pronounced El Dorado. Nope, of course not, because this is Texas and we have to pronounce everything dumb. Like, Italy? No, it's Italy. Bexar County? No, it's it's Bear, clearly. Miami? <laughs> Bitch, wrong state, that's Miami. <laughs> I hate this state. So anyway, Warren is hiding out and isn't really seen until weddings need to be officiated. He still has little spies all over and the cameras all over the compound. So he's still able to keep tabs on everything and know if anybody is questioning him. And it comes to a head in January 2004 when Warren has to pull some small dick energy and expels a group of 20 men including the mayor <laughs> and, and some his of brothers some of his own brothers from short crick he has them all stand up <laughs> he's like you're all sinners <laughs> just right to like, okay step forward if your grandma's still alive oh timmy you might want to step back <laughs> got some news for you it's just like you're all working with the devil. You're all out. Your wives are being reassigned. Don't even look at them. <laughs> Do not say goodbye. Go home and pack. Yeah. So, yeah, even his own brothers, which includes Wallace, he talks about it and that evil lives here. When he talks about how he's, like, close with his, like, what do you have, like, four wives or something like that? Something like that. He's really upset about the one I was really close with. It's my favorite wife. Yeah. I was just like, how dare you be upset that I'm having your daughter married off before she's even fully done with puberty? Get out. She's only 11. Like, she didn't even, like... He's like, no, I'm not doing that with my daughter. She'll marry off when I say she can, when she's, like, 19. She's a fucking adult. The property they had in Texas was built up and called Yearning for Zion Ranch, or just Zion. I thought, yeah, I thought the the name of it was like, why are we putting like, why is it like, I, I didn't understand, why is yearning part of the name? Because Zion is like their ultimate heaven, so you're yearning to go to heaven. Okay, but I thought that like, that compound was Zion for them. Well, that was what they told everybody at the Crick, was like, They've it was kind Zion. of a joke, like, yeah, they're going to Zion. But really, they're just going to like the pre-Zion. Probably they're just going to a shithole in Texas. I mean, everywhere. <laughs> a shithole in Texas. 
So as long as you were pure of heart and listened to everything the prophet told you, Zion is where you would go. That was their heaven. He's taken the families of his best buds and the people he could trust the most and moving them to Texas. Meanwhile, he's telling everybody at Short Creek that all these people are missing because they were pu- pure and chosen to go to Zion. Like I said, they were calling them poofers. <laughs> I'm just like, mm, not the word you should use. But it's a total mind fuck because they truly believe these people were like in their version of heaven. They had no idea they were actually in the middle of nowhere, Texas, except for the one genius wife. It's like, I wrote down the mileage. (laughs) Kept tabs on her husband's truck mileage and then did calculations of where it could be and then took note of the type of dirt on his tires (laughs) and narrowed it down. She was like, I knew they were in Texas. What the fuck? And I think this is where we will have to call it for this episode because there is just so much more to cover, including the downfall of Warren Jeffs. Thank God. (laughs) So mad he's still alive. (sighs) So thank you for listening. We will be back next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk To Me. The opening music is by Twisterium. For comments or suggestions, we can be reached by email at doctomepod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at doctomepod and find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. Thank you.